Welcome everyone to Fergo and the Freak. I'm your host, the Glorious League Freak, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. You know her as Julie, because that's a name. That's what everyone calls her. How's it going, Julie? Really good. How's it going, Mr. League Freak? Pretty good. Um, now, before we start, you are carrying a major injury tonight. Yep. Very major. What did you do? I broke my big toe. And how did you break your big toe? Carrying my little one down the stairs, sacrificed no, myself to save him, broke a toe. Terrible. Did you, have you got the x-rays and all that? Nah, no, nah, they didn't give them to me, which, yeah, pretty pissed off about because I've got all my other ones. Yeah. Did they, I guess, I mean, did they took x-rays, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it might have been one of those things where they grab your toe and they wiggle it and they say, does this hurt? And you go, yes. And they go, oh, it's fucking broken. No, no. The doctor that I had, he looked at it and went, toe's broken. Yeah. And did it, go all black, did it go all black and blue? Yeah, it was beautiful. Ugh, terrible. Did your toenail fall off? No, no. My, my toe just went really fat and purple. Oh, jeez. Um, well, anybody, anyway, for for all those foot lovers out there, uh, you'll be putting a <laughs> you'll be putting a picture up on on your Twitter account, so it'll be good. Um, now we are going to talk about your experience, and keep in mind, everyone, Julie lives in South Australia. Your experience of getting your son into junior rugby league. Yep. Now. First of all, how difficult was it to find your local club in South Australia? Pretty easy because I knew which ones they were. Okay. Did you have a choice or was there only one you could put him into? Oh, I had a choice. There's two, but there's really not really, as you can tell, I've had a few drinks. I can't talk <laughs> properly. Um, there's not really any restrictions on like zoning and that. Basically, you go, I want to play for this club. And they're like, sure, we'll help you. Well, that's good. That's good. I always think that, um, and look, I don't know how it works in Sydney. I know in the past that it can, has been a little bit funny at times, but uh, I just think that it should all be made very easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, all I had to do was get on the website, play NRL or whatever it is, play league, and, yeah, just register that way. Mm-hmm. Now... Uh, what was the process to register him? Obviously, you got to put the the details in. Um, yeah. Has he has he had a, a training sessions or anything like that yet? No, nah, not yet. So okay. I'm not too sure when all that starts. But yeah, as soon as, as soon as they let me know, he'll be going down and training. And yeah, stupid me, I'm like going, oh, you know, he's seven. He'll play under sevens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know why my brain was thinking that. Yeah. It's like, of course, he'd be playing under eight. <laughs> but yeah, and, my brain was saying it's seven and under. Yeah, yeah. Under seven. Yeah. Look, I understand that. I get that. Yeah. Easy mistake to make. Now, how much does it cost for your son to play footy for the season? Not entirely too sure yet. There was okay. a. There's a registration fee, and that was like a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. That's not and too that's bad, it. really. Yeah, that's about it so far. Excellent. And do you have any idea um, how long the 
season is going to be like? Is it going to be like three months or something? Um, to be honest, I have absolutely no idea. I just <laughs> registered him and went, let's wing this. Let's go for it, yeah. I'm pretty sure it goes for at least six months or something. Well, it would be funny if you found out that they, they play every single weekend for 30 weekends in a row. That would be They great. probably do. <laughs> they probably play the same weekends as the NRL players. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm pretty sure at his age, there's two training sessions a week. Mm-hmm. I know it's definitely one, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, it might be two. And is it, like, without giving your location away, is it mm-hmm. close enough that you'll be able to get there really easy and quickly? Oh, everything takes 20 minutes in Adelaide, so. Yeah. Mind you, I think some of the games will, we may have to travel like an hour and a half to get there. Okay, yeah. To get to like the, like, I I don't know the makeup of Adelaide at all. So Basically, I have to go to the other side of the country. (laughs) (laughs) State. I I can drive, I can literally drive for an hour and, and a half. And not be to the coast yet. It's yeah, crazy. Usually things only take like 20 minutes, like 20 minutes to the city, 20 minutes to a beach, 20 minutes to like, you know, country. But yeah, there's some that'll be, yeah, driving out and basically to the border and back. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you've done to prepare your son for the upcoming footy season? Um. He's watched NRL. That's it? (laughs) Have you thrown a footy around with him? No, because I can't catch. Okay, that's fair enough. enough. I'm not very sporty in that way. I'm not athletic. Mm -hmm. I I can swim. I was a very good swimmer. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, not not athletically gifted in those kinds of sports. Do you want to know a random fact about me? I can't, sure. I can't float. I can't float. <clears throat> it sounds impossible, right? Everyone can float. This, this is what I've been told. And I had a friend that said this exact thing to me. She said, everyone can float. What are you talking about? So we were in a pool and I said, you watch this. And I, I did the whole thing, right? And she's there and she's like, got her hands under me. She's like, okay, push this part up, do this, do this. And pulls her hands away and I sink and she's like this doesn't even make any sense it's I don't know why I just cannot float confidence and technique I'm confident like I was confident and it's you're confident you're going to sink I was confident I was going to float I was like if I'm told what to do I will float it doesn't make any sense why I should sink. and I was told exactly what to do and it's been the whole way through my entire life I just sink no, oh, you're going to need to wear floaties. I will. I will. I mean, I'll look adorable. That, that'll be the upside of it. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so. Um, yeah, everyone's got that picture in their mind now. They freak wearing floaties. Wearing floaties. <laughs> Going out into the beach. Got his floaties on. This would be great. It'd be fantastic. Um, so, like. You've got him registered now. Uh, I bet you're looking forward to to seeing him playing too. 
I am like as a mum like I'm always being told by the NRL like you know to get kids to play it has to go through the mums mm-hmm. and it's like you know mums are worried their kids are going to get hurt and it's like yeah I'm kind of worried about him getting hurt but mm-hmm. oh this kid you know he he's bound to get hurt doing something he he smashed his four front teeth like you know by the time he was five, you know, just oh, walking. So I'm, I'm not really phased with like a broken bone. Like I, I don't it's, want him to have a broken bone or anything yeah. like that. But it's inevitable. He's going to get hurt. But he'd, yeah, he'd get hurt walking to school. Yeah, and the thing is too, like weirdly enough, junior rugby league has a really good injury rate compared to a lot of other sports where you think that the injury rates would be a lot lower. Um, I, I don't know why that is it, because it, it kind of doesn't make sense just because of the nature of rugby league, you know, but yeah. you know, they really look after the kids and I guess the rules that they use and things like that are, are pretty handy. So, um, so yeah, it's a it's a safe sport to play, especially at the junior levels. Yeah, and uh, my understanding is it's basically tag for a long time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like even passing the ball, it's like take two steps and then pass the ball, and everyone's just hovering next to it, <laughs> and then tackle. It's like they're little kids, you know, that they don't weigh much. Yeah, they're not – you haven't got – that's one of the weird things is when you'll see something happen in the NRL and the media will be like, oh, we can't have that because it will happen at junior football. And it's like, you know, I'm playing junior footy is 140 kilos and runs like a, you know, 11 second, 100 metres. It's yeah. – they're, they're kids. They, yeah, they, really, they weigh like 20 kilos. Yeah, they can't really – made a rubber. Around, you know, it's ridiculous. Um. The other thing is too, like, there's this tendency that you see where, you're like, oh, this is dangerous. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. And it's like, yeah, why don't you wrap yourself up in cotton wool and stay at home for the rest of your life? Like, or you can go out and live it. And uh, you know, it's two different sorts of people. Yeah, I'm not wrapping him up in bubble wrap. Yeah, yeah. He's, Gotta go he's and playing have... rugby league. He, it was really, really cute. He. He thought he was going to play for Storm. Oh, that's very cute. I'm like, uh, no, sorry. <laughs> Although I heard the Bulldogs have offered him a contract. <laughs> he'd he'd be happy with that because his favourite player has gone to the Bulldogs. Which one is it? Is it uh, Kikau? Adokar. Ah, okay, okay. Or as he calls him, Adokart. Adokart. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, like it, it's cool because I know you've wanted to get him into footy for a while and you waited until you felt he was ready for it. So it's yeah. going to be interesting to see what you, what the whole experience is for him, for you and, and everyone involved. Yeah, because I wanted him playing when he was like three and four, but he, <laughs> he wasn't ready. I was ready for him to play. Yeah. But I waited for him to be ready like – and by ready, I mean, like, you know, being able to follow instructions, know what's going on, being able to communicate properly, like, you know, like, you know going, like, you know, knowing what everybody's name, like, being able to learn people's names and yeah. understanding what, like, you know, a call is, and, you know, this goes 
you know, can't go forwards and all that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted him to actually understand a whole bunch of stuff before he could play. Yeah, and things like it's a it's a team environment too, where it's like it's not just a bunch of kids around you that are throwing you the ball and you just sort of do what you want. It's like you, you're kind of in a team. Everyone's playing. You, you know, you can throw it to your teammates and and get them to do something as well. Yeah, yeah. And now that he's going to play, hopefully he sticks with it. If he doesn't, I'm not going to push him. <coughs> push him. I'm not going <laughs> to. No, if he really doesn't like playing, I'm not going to push him. I'll try him. I'll just try him again at another age. Yeah. But yeah, like you know. Once he plays, hopefully his school, hopefully they've um, gone through with doing an NRL clinic, which I mm-hmm. tried to organise. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed that goes ahead and he can show off what he knows at the clinic, basically being the only one in the entire school who knows what the sport is. <laughs> well, you've got to start somewhere, don't you? Yeah, and hopefully, like, you know, take it to the school and more kids will want to join. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, just expose them to the game and, you know, get a a general awareness of it and that's where it all starts. Yeah, and it's like I have had, like, you know, some of his mums go, oh, aren't you scared about him playing? It's really rough. I'm like, well, what what do you want him to get into in some, like, soccer? And I'm like, yeah. See, the thing with soccer is it's, it's so easy to explain to a young kid. You know, um, the crazy thing for me is for soccer, like the injury rates in soccer are are pretty high when you look at what the sport actually is. And I'm not bagging soccer because I loved soccer when I was a kid. I wanted to be a soccer root when I was (laughs) a kid. But um, it's just one of those weird things that I it kind of doesn't make sense that the injury rates and things like that and so when you you hear people say oh you're worried about the injuries and stuff like that and everyone should be worried about their kids getting injured but it's uh you know it's it's not anything more that you have to worry about your kid getting injured playing rugby league than you do so many other sports yeah like i know like with soccer i'm not interested in it i've never followed it Mm -hmm. anytime i see it it's like so low scoring Mm -hmm. and I just see all the fake penalties. Yeah. Oh, no, he kicked my leg. (laughs) (laughs) I've just got no interest. But, like, you know, I watch watch cricket. I Mm -hmm. love test cricket, which Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people would be like, test cricket. I'm like, yeah, five days of cricket. How awesome is that? (laughs) So, yeah, I don't bag other sports. I've just got no interest in, like, basketball and soccer and mm. yeah just never got into that kind of stuff i used to love cricket but i just find that there was a point where you looked at the australian team and it's like oh they're all fucking douchebags and <laughs> i just can't watch it because they're all douchebags oh i got <laughs> we're in a rugby league podcast and talking about cricket mm-hmm. i I was spoiled with cricket because I grew up with, like, you know, the War Brothers and Warren and, you know, Dean Jones and all that. So Mm -hmm. I got got spoiled of, like, you know, the golden age of cricket. Mm -hmm. And now I don't really know who's in the Australian team because 
having kids, I haven't been able to watch much like, you know, sports properly. And, you know, I started getting into the BBL, but now that goes on for way too long. I should just kept it the way it was to start off with. And mm-hmm. it was perfect. Just go mm-hmm. back to the way it was. It was the right amount of time. And there wasn't too many games and it was just, it was perfect. Yeah. And it was on one channel and I could turn it on every night. I know it was going to be on and not go, oh, it's on Foxtel. It's on nine. Oh, it's just on KO. Like, just keep it on one channel. It's on seven now, isn't it? I've got no idea. I have absolutely zero interest in 2020 cricket. And I don't even know if they play one day anymore. And then I I paid I haven't paid attention to cricket for a long time. All I know is that um, everyone should feel sorry for David Warner for some reason. Just ask him. It's between him and uh, and Harold. <laughs> Harold. Harold Hewitt. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know Harold Hewitt. <laughs> Harold Hewitt's the red-headed uh, royal. Oh, yes. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, and they're both uh, really hard done by and big victims of, oh. of life, so. Yeah, I, I, I started a thing on Twitter and I didn't respond. What do you mean? Oh, just about Harold and Megan. Yeah, it's just yeah. So, it's so crazy. It's f- fucking weird. Uh, um, I just yeah replied to someone. I'm like, oh, I might get my first block. <laughs> did you get blocked? No, no, because I like I I just said my piece and just let everyone else go. We should, like, you know, what we should do when the footy course. season kicks off. We'll get you on on the podcast mm. and during the episode. I will block you and we'll call it Julie's block party and you can celebrate being blocked for the first time. I'm sure I've probably been blocked. I just don't, I just don't know it. (laughs) Oh man. It's like, you Uh, know how everyone's being blocked by like, you know, Gus and Buzz. Yeah. It's like, I've never been. I've never been blocked by uh, Phil Rothfield, but I, I just don't have like I I don't follow him and I don't read any of his articles and it's like I just have zero interaction with him um and when people retweet what he he has said in my timeline I just don't care so it's like I'm not even replying to it and and you know, we all know Phil Gould's weird thing with Twitter like he blocks basically everyone and then he quits and then he comes back with a new account and rinse and repeat um but yeah, it's you know, I've been blocked by plenty of people. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I've seen. Uh, I've had people question why I interact with you, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Because I'm more interested than you, idiots. <laughs> um, Until something's done to me, or someone said something to me, I just don't get involved. Well, I'm I'm gonna block you at some point this season. We'll sort it out. We'll we'll schedule it. We'll schedule a Twitter feud. Yeah, we'll schedule a Twitter feud. That'll be good. Um, so I don't know that we've talked since the grand final, hey? Uh, 
it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. So tell me what it was like to watch that grand final because it was uh, like I know what it was like from my point of view. And I, ha- I talked to a lot of Eels fans leading into the grand final, and I said to all of them, we'll get you back on after the grand final. And I just felt that it was probably inappropriate considering how it went. It was a pretty good grand final. Yeah. Didn't go the way that I wanted it to, but these things happen. Yeah. Power will get their time eventually, hopefully, in my lifetime. How do you think they're going to go this year? Because I'm a... I don't know how I feel about the Eels because I, I, they've obviously lost a lot of talent in the off season. To and, be honest, mm. I have. Hey, I'm not up to date with rugby as I used to be. See, yeah. and this is my problem. I put, coming from Victoria and now to South Australia, I will slip and say rugby, even though I know it's rugby league and I know people pick up on that. I mean rugby league, but to me. Rugby is rugby league, not rugby union. Mm-hmm. I say union for union. So yeah. I think a lot yeah. of people. I think a lot of people call union union. Um, and, and yeah, then but then you get outside of New South Wales and and Queensland, you get people calling rugby league rugby, which is fine because it's a form of rugby, you know. Yeah, it's like like I have been picked up on that before and people go it's the rugby league you don't call it rugby rugby's rugby union it's like mm. yeah well if you want people to keep watching you want you want to be nice to the fans you know yeah. that aren't in that state like you no know, give me some leeway <laughs> there's some weird gatekeeping stuff that happens in sport like that hey like yeah. i know you used to see a lot of it i don't know if it still happens but you used to see a lot of it with mma when you'd get people that were just starting to get into it and they'd say, oh, you know, I've, I've started watching cage fighting and, and you get people going, it's not cage fighting, it's MMA. Or they'll be like, oh, I've started watching UFC, it's not UFC, the sport's called MMA. And it's like, how about you just say, oh, cool, enjoy it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, like you, you can do the whole, oh, are you aware, like in a nice way that, you know, it's actually rugby league. There's two different rugbies. You know, mm. a lot of people like it to be called rugby league or league, not rugby, because then people, like a lot of people think you're talking about union. You're like, just explain the situation. It's like, allow my slip-ups. <laughs> yeah, you know, the other one that gets me is um, when people say, they'll, they'll say, oh, there's a lot of bandwagon supporters. And it's like, what, you mean there's a lot of people that have taken a new interest in this team? Like, that's a good thing. Or, the you know, the other one that gets me is when people talk about the random South fans. <laughs> and they're like, oh, a random South fan at this sporting event. It's like, yeah, it's really horrible that we've got a rugby league club that has sports fans all around the world that are willing to go out and wear their jerseys to everything. Like, that's yeah. terrible. What a terrible thing. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing that annoyed me when I was in Melbourne was um, when Storm would actually make a grand final or, like, you know, even be in the final seasons. And then <laughs> there'd be people who I worked with who had no interest in rugby league, rugby league, up until, <laughs> you know, that point. And then all of a sudden, 
to be wearing their Storm jerseys and become the most biggest fans and the, the know everything about it. Mm-hmm. And they'd be correcting you. I'm like, um, no, you're actually wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'd be doing it in a nice way. But it's like those people would annoy me. Yeah, but at least they're taking an interest. Like, I get it, but they're, they're taking an interest. and Yeah. It's like if they expanded on that and, like, you know, started getting into it, it's yeah. like just don't, like, you know, just don't do it for, like, you know, those, even that day. There'd be people on the day of the grand final and they'd be, like, you know, tweeting and, like, you know, getting on Facebook, going on about, like, you know, Storm being in the final. I'd be like, you had no interest up until this point. Yeah. How are you calling yourself, like, you know, the biggest fan in that? <laughs> See, it's interesting. I was thinking about this during – because the Dallas Cowboys were in the NFL uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. And people probably don't know that I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan and always have been. There's been no other team for me except the Dallas Cowboys. You don't and, know that. Yeah. So, and I – like, it's not something you see me talk about on Twitter. And I, I don't think I've talked about it on, on podcast before either. And I was thinking, like, if they end up in the Super Bowl and people are all of a sudden going to see me going, oh, the Cowboys are in the Super Bowl, this is awesome, and stuff like that, and they'll think I'm a bandwagoner. Um, and I would understand why, because I just don't generally talk about it. But... And so, like, I guess the, it could be a, a case of that happening. But I just generally think that, like, when you see somebody that is trying to get into a sport that you enjoy, the thing to do is to kind of embrace that with them and try and encourage them to continue that, you know, fanship, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, like, because I came... I became a fan of rugby league, like, in my, I'd really say mid-20s, really. So mm-hmm. I came to the sport late, being from Melbourne. And I was lucky I had someone to explain very, very patiently everything that was happening on the screen and answering my very stupid questions. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I've always remembered that. So whenever someone's, like, gotten into it and they don't know anything, you know, I try and be as patient as someone was patient with me. Yeah. Like, even a simple question of, why are they passing the ball backwards? Mm-hmm. While it's a stupid question to people who follow the sport, you're like, oh, to you, you know, you're used to everything going forwards. And you like, the reason is because that's part of the rules. Yeah. If it went forward, it would be gridiron. Yeah. So the way I describe something like that is that the I, the general idea of rugby league is to advance the ball down the field through um, throwing it backwards. <laughs> but but it's like the your own the way that you're bringing it down the field is through your uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's through your ability to carry the ball forward. Right. Hmm. So you can kick it downfield. That's where it it kind of breaks down that description. But like you're passing it backwards, but you've got to take it down the field through physicality, you know, Um, and and 
that's one way to look at it on a very basic level. Yeah, it's like it'll be interesting to see how the game is explained to the kids. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Imagine yeah, if we'll the, imagine if the junior coach is like, just run forward and throw it back. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I can't wait to experience it from you know this side of it. Mm-hmm. And and hopefully, maybe one day we will experience like you know having to get you know contracts and because you know I'm not aiming for. An Australian, you know, representative player at all. You just want contracts. Yeah. And if I have to move to Queensland to ensure a um a maroon player, well, you know, that's what we will do. Why would you want your son to be a maroon? Well, first of all, he's not born in Queensland, so he's technically a maroons player. Like that's <laughs> how it's worked generally. Over the last twenty years, technically he can also play for the All Blacks and and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So he's got choices. True, but you don't want him playing for Queensland. Why is that? Because they're a bunch of fucking hillbillies. That's why. <laughs> like that's my unbiased opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely unbiased from a person who's from New South Wales. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, too, like, can he play a banjo? Because if he can't play a banjo, he can't play for Queensland. I can teach him. Oh, jeez. Can you play a banjo? (laughs) No, but I will. (laughs) You'll learn the banjo. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do you think the Eels are going to get, go this year? Oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Um, yeah. No idea. I, I really don't even know who we've retained. We've basically still got most of your squad. You lost Papali. You lost Reed Marnie. They're two yeah. pretty big losses. Like, they're, yeah. they're probably... I dare say two of your three best attack and players. Paulo yeah. would be your other top attack and player, I would say. Yes, we still don't know if we've got Moses or not. Well, Moses is that. Look, that the most eels thing in the world will be that there's all of this talk about Moses is going to get this huge contract. And the Eels will sign him to this gigantic contract and it'll turn oh. out that there were no other bidders for his services and they're stuck with him for five years. And it's like, he hasn't won anything, you know? Like, what's that sounds he like won? a West Tigers thing to do. It does, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you've got to be careful as a footy club that you don't get wrapped up in the desperation of wanting to hold on to what you've got when what you've got isn't the ultimate goal. You know what I mean? Yeah, but at the same time, who is there available to replace him? That's very true. That's very true. And look, I, I think I think that he's a good player to retain, but is he a million-dollar player? I don't think he is. You know, I'm biased. I'd, I'd pay a million dollars for one Would of my favourite players. 
Would you? Yeah, but he's, if he's one of your favourite players, you look at him differently, right? Yeah, that's what I said. I'm, I'm yeah. biased. I do, see uh, the way I'd I, pay a million dollars for Harry Grant as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I guess Harry Grant, he's done it for Queensland. He was a little bit disappointing during the World Cup, but, you know, I think that a lot of the players in the Australian team were disappointing, even though that they won the uh, the World Cup anyway. I didn't but, watch the World Cup. You didn't miss much. Yeah, honestly, you didn't miss much. I listened like, to the podcast, so I felt like as if I watched it. <laughs> there were maybe four games that were interesting in the entire World Cup. Like, it was, it was so bad. But... um. I don't know. I, I just look at a player like Moses and, you know, you you want to hold on to him, uh, keep, keep that continuity within the team. But I'm not paying him overs like he's, um, he's the answer because I don't know that he is the answer. He hasn't answered any questions so far. Like the best thing he's done is got to a grand final with the Eels. But that's it, you know? Yeah, at the same time, like, I think I think we do need a new coach. Yeah. Like, Brad Arthur's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, the fine, like, Parramatta finally had a coach that lasted more than, like, you know, one or two years. Mm-hmm. So there was stability at the club. But I think he got them to the final. I think he's taking them as far as he can I think he we need someone who can take them and win now like we need another coach who can build on top of yeah what um yeah who can build on top of what's like you know what Brad Arthur's done like yeah yeah so he's gotten to a grand final fantastic we need someone like Bellamy now See, I I don't know that they could get Bellamy, but who would you want outside of Bellamy? To be honest, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. That's fair I, enough. I just, out of all the coaches, I don't know who Tuvi. Tuvi would be interesting. I mean, I I, like I, I do too. And he got good results at the Manly Seagulls. Yeah. I don't understand why he hasn't got another NRL gig, though, hey? Does he want one? It's a good question. That That's the only thing I can think of with Tuvi. Mm-hmm. Is that the only reason why he doesn't have it? Did he just get so burnt at Manly that it's like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be interesting to see, oh, what's his name? Um the guy that wears eyeliner. Trent Barrett. To the ears. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were talking about it immediately. Yeah, I went with the description that I knew you'd get. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to see what Barrett does at the Eels this year. Well, look, he, as a head coach, he was an absolute disaster. But there's plenty of there's plenty of coaches that are a really good assistant coaches. And I don't know about Trent Barrett. I think that Trent Barrett, you know, he kind of retired and the thing was that he was, oh, he's going to be head coach. And it's like, why, you know, mm. and just 
based on that momentum that was behind it, he ended up being a head coach at a couple of different clubs. Um, so I, I don't know if he has any coaching ability at all, but you know, there, there were people at Penrith that were happy with him as a person. I know that. Um, and sometimes that's half the battle as an assistant coach is just to be a friendly face that can pass on a few things here and there and is a little bit of a, a bit of a change from your head coach or even can be a little bit opposed to your head coach in a, a funny sort of way in that the head coach is the boss and sometimes the assistant coach will come over and say, you know what, just, you know, put your head down and sort this out and sort this out and you'll get back on his good side again, stuff like that, you know. It can be a little bit of a, a counselling role in some ways. Um, so we'll see, you know. Hopefully it works out for the Eels because I think that their losses are going to be um, – they're going to be something they've got to overcome. And I don't know that Hodgson's going to play much for them at all just because he's so old and he's so injury prone. Yeah, I was going to say he's injury prone. Yeah. So, um, and the other thing about the Eels that I wonder about is, you know, they get to the, to the finals. They lose to the Panthers in the first round. They do really, really well to get to the grand final, and then yeah. so, so what happened in the grand final? Are they? Is that one of those losses where it's like just an absolute hammer blow to the players, or is it something that they can build upon and overcome? And we're going to find that out. That's the cool thing about sport is that we you find out what's going to happen. Yeah, and well, it's like look at what happened to the Panthers. They got to the grand final. And then they lost, mm-hmm. and then they've won two in a row. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to beat them this year? Will they make it to the grand final this year? Yeah, it's it's going to be hard. Look, the thing that I think is going to be the biggest thing against the Panthers, and it helps that they're younger, um, but I just think the grind of having to be up from the start of the season to the end of the season in the last game, that's – really really difficult and that's why it's yeah. so difficult to win back-to-back titles at all yeah. just the and fact the biggest shake up this thing. year is the dolphins in what way well they're added into the um the season now mm-hmm. so it's like i know a lot of people aren't expecting much from them but mm-hmm. people weren't expecting much from the storm either when they first came into the NRL. Yeah. Are we going to see another dynasty? Imagine or are, that. See, or are we going to see something where we're going, oh, this is a train wreck? <laughs> I think that I think the Dolphins will. I think they'll finish in the bottom five, but they won't be terrible. I think that they'll be not too bad, but they'll just lack a little bit of strike power. Um, but I think like, they'll be. Seeing... Sorry, Sorry go, you go ahead. No, no, you go on. Oh no, I was going to say I've been seeing people say that you know they're going to win the wooden spoon. I don't think they will. The wi- they'll get the wooden spoon. They're yeah, maybe just like you know, what what are they now? Seventeen. 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 Yeah. 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 They may come sixteenth, 
but I can't see them coming 17th. Yeah, at, at this stage, and I said this on Twitter, and I, I got a few different responses. I'm finding it really hard to go past the Dragons as the wooden spooner. Um, I just think that their recruitment is diabolical. Like it's the West Tigers recruitment even isn't as bad. And their juniors that they used to really rely on for whatever reason, that's not working anymore. They have some uh, some decent juniors that are coming through, but it's not what it was. It used to be. Ben Hunt's amazing, but he can't be a one man team. And I just think uh, I just look at their their roster and I just am a little bit horrified by it. Like I wonder what the club is actually doing. It seems like they whoever's in charge, like they're spending the same ten million bucks as everyone else. So I think it's twelve point five this year. Um, they're spending the same amount as the Panthers. So where the fuck are they spending that money? Because you look at their lineup and it's a bad lineup. Yeah, I yeah, I this year I really don't know who's gonna end up where on the ladder. Mm-hmm. Like it's just one of those years like because the past two years I haven't been in, been able to watch as many games and be into you know league as much as I've I've wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, parenting and all that. Kids. <laughs> Deciding that the minute a game's on, that no, I need to go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm not like you know up to date with like you know everything. But yeah, this year it just seems like I feel like I'm just watching league again for the first time. Like I mm-hmm. don't know what's going on. I don't know who's in the teams. It's like I know that Penrith have won two in a row. Mm-hmm. The chances of them getting a three-peat. I can kind of see it happening, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, while I'm questioning it, I'm like, who will beat them? Because mm-hmm. Storm aren't... Storm are always going to be strong under Bellamy. But can they beat Panthers? I don't know. Yeah, lose, and then, them and losing they, the Bromwich yeah. brothers was was rough, you know, and, and Brandon Smith is another one. That's a, a rough one to overcome. And, yeah. it, and it if feels it's not like, Storm, who, who is it? Like, like, yeah. Who, what I would call, who are the powerhouses right now? It's like Penrith, Storm, Roosters? See, like, the, thing, the thing about the Roosters that gets me is that they they've got some forwards that are starting to get, and I'm not saying they're terrible, but they're at the back end of their career now. Yeah. And then you get someone like a Victor Radley, who, you know, as good as he can be, last year was not a good year for him, and he you can't rely on him at the moment. He's either getting suspended or he's he's getting injured, so that's a problem. Yeah. And and. Then the other one that gets me is Luke Keery. Like, what are you going to get out of Luke Keery over the whole season? Is he going to be able to play the whole season? You don't know. But yeah. I wouldn't want to put my money on it. Yeah. 
And then you can't even say, like, Broncos anymore. Mm. Yeah, the Broncos, I think they'll be, they could be a little bit better than last year, but I don't think they're going to make a, a big leap or anything. Um, I, I, I feel as though there's going to, I feel as though you've got the Panthers at number one. And then basically everyone from like second place to about 12th place is really even, but no one really has put together a squad where you feel as though they are set for this year. They, they have refined everything and this is their chance, you know? And then I think below that group of teams, you've got, you, you know, you get your West Tigers and your Dragons and you'll have your Dolphins and, you know, your Warriors and teams like that. Mm. Um, and I think it's going to be a fairly even competition this year. But I think that it's it, it's going to be – it's weird to say because the Panthers have been, you know, a, such a good club for uh, three years in a row now. Um, they're back-to-back champions, and to go into a season saying, like, it's going to be hard to beat the Panthers, it kind of flies in the face of, like, the history of my rugby league watching because at this point a team that has achieved what they have should have – it should be over. It should have happened and it's done and they're old yeah. now, you know? Yeah, and, well, I did – I did predict that Panthers would be world champions, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I need to do that again, just go through and see who's going to win each round. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know if some of the listeners remember, but we did a, that episode where um, – or did we even do an episode or was – oh, it, no, it wasn't an episode. It ended up being one of the ones that didn't get recorded. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the ones that did get recorded. Um, we went through and, like, I did my very um, technical who would win between the two. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, yeah, a panther would eat a rapido, so – I feel Panthers like we put that. that out. I'm sure we put that out. No, it ended up being a um, like a blog thingy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we didn't because after we did it, we were like, oh shit, we should have hit the court. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we ended up doing the um, Super League as well to get the world champion. It still ended up being like Panthers or something. <laughs> yeah, still Panthers. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. so now that dolphins are included in that, maybe I should do another one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like the dolphins, their mascot is going to have a hard time of it. But, well, I, I still feel like a dolphin would eat a rabbit. Probably, if it fell in the water. Dolphins can kill sharks. That's There's that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a dolphin can kill a shark. Yeah. Um, what, what else is there? A, a dolphin could kill a rooster. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But then the warriors would kill the dolphin. True. 
yeah, I've got to go through and do this, don't I? <laughs> Find out who, the, who who's going to win the grand final that way. So it, look, it's all very technical. Very, very technical. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I forgot sh- what we were talking about. <laughs> you're not sure about the the eels and how they'll go this year. Um, how anyone's going to go. What about the Bulldogs? Well, they've got Addo Cart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say Addo Cart. I get corrected. <laughs> you get in trouble, dear. <laughs> yeah. It's Addo Cart. You know, it's Addo Cart. Okay. Yeah. So it's Addo Cart in our house. Um, sorry, Josh. Um, yeah, so they've got him now, so... They've got Kick Out. They've got Reed Marnie. Yeah. Uh, they've they've kept Burton. I can I, see them scraping in the top eight. See, I said that last year, right? And I was wrong. And at one point I looked like a genius because <laughs> I said they were gonna be in the top eight and um I said that the Broncos would be fifth and they're in fifth and that looked like the but the Bulldogs really quickly fell away under Trent Barrett. Um, yeah. But they, the NRL um, Twitter feed put out a possible lineup for the Bulldogs for round one, and I looked through it, and it, it just worried me a little bit. They've, you know, they've got the quality players there, but around those players is not much, and the Bulldogs' back line outside of Josh Addo Cart um, is it, it's it's the outside backs for the most part are, are pretty average. So I I think that this might not be the year they make the top eight again. But at least they've their fans Gus have some place to watch, you know? Yeah, they've got Gus in the background now, don't they? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's it's the background, isn't it? He's just he's Well he's supposed there. yeah, he's supposed to be in the background. He's not over, he's not taking over the coaching in any way. <laughs> no. How long until Cameron Seraldo looks tired? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Round ten. <laughs> I tell you what though, I worry about their salary cap management there. Um not and I'm not saying they're cheating or anything, but we saw Phil Gould and what he did with the Panthers salary cap in the early days mm. where he paid a lot of money for certain players and then all of a sudden they we had to pay players to play for other clubs because we were under salary cap pressure because all of these big contracts, you just can't fit them under the cap. Well, and, didn't they just pay the Broncos uh, like half a million dollars, like, you know, exit fee for one of their younger players? I think they did, yeah. And like Burton's got to be Burton's got to be close to a million bucks. And Kikau's got to be in that vicinity. I don't think he's on a million, but he's like he's right up there. Mm. Josh Adokar's on a really good deal. Uh, Crichton's going to be on a really, really good deal. Like next year when he gets there, Reed Marnie didn't go from the Eels to the Bulldogs for a small amount of money. Yeah. And it's just you go down the list like that, and it's like how much money's left over after that, you know? Well, I think 
this is how much I like, you know, I know what's going on in the world right now. Mm -hmm. The the salary cap has increased, hasn't it? It did. It went up from just under 10 million for the top 30 players. It went up 25%. So it's probably about 12.5 or thereabouts. Mm. Yeah. So maybe that's where the extra money's coming from. Yeah. But even so, like other clubs also have that money to spend. And I don't know, I I just don't put any faith in that sort of salary cap management. Um, you know, they're, they're NRL clubs, they're not fantasy teams. And, mm. you know, how many years did Penrith have to pay for RCG to be in the Eels team because they needed to move him on because of salary cap pressure? Like, Yeah, but Ricky Stewart did that to Parramatta. Well, look, when he did clubs, that massive clean out, like they did need a clean out, but oh, that was painful. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. It just it worries me a little bit. And I look, I'm happy for Bulldogs fans because they're they've been through some of the worst seasons in the history of the game. It's like them and the Knights fans in recent years have seen some of the most putrid seasons that we've ever seen teams go through. Yeah. Um, and at times the Bulldogs team, I don't think would have been the best team in the New South Wales Cup. I don't even know that they would have made the finals of the New South Wales Cup. But so it's good to see Bulldogs fans excited about their team again. Um, mm-hmm. I I just and I think that they will get to a point where they're going to be probably a top eight team. But I don't know that their salary cap management is going to be good enough them to get to the really pointing end of the of the um nrl ladder mm. and, you know that's what the goal is why we play the game exactly exactly i tell you the other thing is too that you know people point to what phil gould is doing right now at the bulldogs and they're saying well he did the same thing at the panthers you know the difference is the Panthers also had their juniors coming through. Yeah. The Bulldogs junior base is not the Penrith Panthers junior base, and they're not getting those those young players on those first contracts where they're playing for very little. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I'm a little bit concerned. Yeah. That's all I've got to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> As a Paramount Eagles fan, you couldn't give a fuck, could you? Oh, I'm just waiting for them to win a grand final. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should I should have just stuck with being a Storm fan when I knew nothing about rugby league. Mm-hmm. I, I blame that player who had a fantastic 2009 season mm-hmm. for swaying me to Parramatta and leading mm-hmm. me on years of misery of watching a team fail. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. also in the unique position of I followed two teams who have brought it a salary cap. <laughs> I don't feel bad about that. I think there's – remember we did that episode where we went through all the teams that had brought the salary cap and – there was who was the ones that hadn't done it? Touchwood, oh, Penrith was one. Uh, it was they just Penrith. Been caught yet? Everyone's done it. They just haven't been caught yet. I just, oh, man, at this point, at this stage, I don't think I'd care. Hey, how bad's that? <laughs> um, Penrith, 
was one, and I feel like there was another team. I can't remember who it was. They're basically everyone else. Yeah. But if you go, my whole thing is if you're going to rot the salary cap, win. Win the grand yeah. final. Don't win the wooden spoon. Win the grand final. Yeah, that was a rough one. That was a real rough one. It just goes to show how badly run a, a team can be that they mm. rot a salary cap and win the wooden spoon. <laughs> Oh, if you don't laugh, you cry. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a special moment. <laughs> special is the right word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, far out. Well, we've got the preseason coming up. I haven't really looked too much at the at the games in the preseason that will be played. I saw that there was some weird point system that the NRL put out that I saw Andrew posted that and had a little bit to say about it. I didn't really look too much into it, but I promised to before the next episode because I feel like I'm going to fucking hate it. Um, You're just waiting for him to explain it to you, aren't you? Well, look, I I, I don't know. Yeah. The NR, I don't understand why the NRL has said, we're going to have this preseason thing, and it's like, just let them... We've tried this shit before. Just play the trial games, get them out the way... They don't mean anything, and then we play the season, which actually means something. Adding these stupid point systems and, like, I, I just think it's all a load of shit. Yeah, well, apparently we might not even get a season. Look, listen, you, you know you know what makes less money than not having a CBA in place? Not playing games. <laughs> so they're definitely going to play games 100% I understand that the Players Association are very upset to not have the CBA in place I agree with that I think that the NRL is dragging their heels I don't know why they're doing it but we I don't think we're going to miss one game because of it well what's the NRL without drama during the off-season and exactly. just before it's about to start. There's exactly. got to be some kind of drama. Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it all sorts of bullshit that happens? And it's been a really quiet off-season, relatively yeah. speaking. So yeah, as long as it doesn't involve a dog, we'll all be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every time yeah, a dog is involved in the in off-season, it's been really bad news. <laughs> Can we just get one off these where there's a dog story and it's like like a super positive one? Yeah. Can, can someone rescue a dog once instead of instead of all the other things they've been doing to dogs? Yeah, like you know, maybe like you know, someone's trained like you know a, a support dog or a guide dog or something. Be like, mm-hmm. yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just. It, I don't know why I went there. I, look, I, it needs somebody. Joking. Somebody needed to say it, and I'm glad it was you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to show that I actually do follow rugby league. Mm-hmm. How would you I, feel if tomorrow the headlines are about something that happened to a dog again? 
Oh, God, no, I hope not. And you just I jinxed really... the entire game. Oh, I... Well, there is the curse of Julie, isn't there? Yep, there certainly is. Headline reads, gone to the dogs, and you start reading it, and you're like, oh, man, this is a rough one. You know what's going to happen now? Mm. There's going to be a drummer at the Bulldogs again. Yeah, there could be. There could be. Who, who do I need to contact, like, you know, just to give ask an innocent question to them? Maybe Panthers? Yeah, maybe. I'll we need... email Panthers and then all of a sudden there'll be some drama, maybe for TikTok. Remember when St. Helens said they couldn't get in touch with the Panthers <laughs> for the World Club Challenge? It's like, you fucking idiots. Just pick up the phone, you morons. I could get in contact with yeah, I could fucking, I could literally, and it's late at night, it's late on a Friday night, it's midnight Friday night, I could ring the Panthers right fucking now and talk to someone. And St. Helens was like, oh, we fucking, we sent them emails. And so it's like, pick up the phone, you morons. Anyway. They get back to my emails. So if they get back to my emails, I'm pretty sure they're not ignoring St. Helens. Exactly, exactly. Although St. Helens is a very small, obscure club, so. So you're saying I'm more important than St. Helens? Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Well, listen, it's been really great to have you on. Um, It's been even better to hear your incoherent drunk ramblings. Wow. Yeah, I have have no idea what this is about. This whole entire podcast has been about really. And you've been good. I, I haven't led you down a terrible pathway, um, but and and things started getting sketchy when you brought up the dog issue in rugby. <laughs> but we managed to navigate that pretty well. I felt. Oh, I brought it up. I don't know. I can't even <laughs> remember what we were talking about. <laughs> <coughs> oh, your second worst choice since two thousand and nine. Yep. Um. Anyway, Everyone thank you. Knows what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming on. You're going to come on during the year. Yep, I'll um give updates on what the um SA NRL, I guess it's called. Mm-hmm. Not the NRL, but SA NRL. I don't know what their season's like. Yeah, you can tell us what it's like to be at one of those mums with kids. Yeah, as opposed to a mum without kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be the typical mum with kids. Yeah, and as long as we try and curb the outbursts on the sideline too. No swearing. Um, hopefully you don't run into any of those rules where it's like we don't cheer. Have you ever heard about those where a junior junior mm. sport and they say you can't cheer? That's a bit weird, I reckon. That's oh, too- no. No, I found out at my kids' um, sports day, I'm one of those, um, come on, keep running, keep running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found out I was that mum. Oh, no. Well, it's going to make for an interesting junior rugby league season in uh, South Australia. Thank you for coming on. And uh, thanks to all our listeners for listening. Where can they find you, Julie? On Twitter at Eve's Dance Mum. Excellent. Fantastic. And everyone should follow Julie 
and let her know you're about to block her and then just block her. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. Um, Thank you to everyone for listening, and we'll catch you very soon.